0: But he squares off with Visser 3, he goes tail-to-tail with Visser 3, and Visser 3 blinks. And by blink, I mean he jumps off the roof of a McDonald's into a dumpster.
1: Where he finally belongs in the garbage.
2: Waiting for a break in the rain Waiting for the moment to change your lane I came home
0: Professor Leon's instructions. We should probably introduce ourselves. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Hi, I'm Parker and I use she, her and I beat my personal best in Omnivore last night. So I am wicked sore.
2: Your personal best in what?
0: Omnivore. It's a competitive VR runner gunner where you play on a treadmill. Do you
2: eat That sounds everything? exhausting. It is.
0: It's great. It's what I do instead of sports.
2: How's your hot apartment?
0: Uh, It's less hot now the heat wave has broken, which is why I figured I'd give it a shot.
1: That's so great happy for you thank you who are you no one i'm okay, in a family you said
0: this several discussions now we know who you are you can't hide from us we are like Lyrids.
1: i'm just passive observer of this world flitting in and out oh of my the god
2: okay so this is Erso ring she uses she her pronouns she probably has some fun fact but we don't care about it because she's saying some weird crap instead hi i'm
1: my fun fact is that My mom came to visit, and I made her a bunch of food, and the thing she was most excited to eat out of the whole meal was white rice. So, (laughs) I'm trying not to take that personally.
2: God, what a damned by faint praise maneuver. Oh, man.
1: (laughs) But who are you, third individual?
2: I'm Cassandra Kelly. I use she, her pronouns. My fun fact is that my sewing machine is still jammed, because see, I finally got the, um, Update, still jammed. Sewing machine oil. Yes, it's still jammed. I finally got the sewing machine oil, um, which I, like, it showed
1: up a few days ago, but I just, like, didn't want to go downstairs and pick it up, but I finally went and picked it up. So the nice man on the Singer Sewing Machine website told me that I was supposed to fill the entire bobbin casing with a ton of sewing machine oil, so it, like, went everywhere, dripped all over my table. And I did that, and I was supposed to leave it for 24 hours, and then what I was supposed to do was, like, theoretically, that just sort of dissolve the fibers of the thread somehow, and so then, like, that was gonna, um, like, loosen it up so it could turn again, so I did that, and today it had finally been long enough, so I tried to get it to turn again, and it still didn't work, so right now I squirted some more oil in to see if that will fix it, but if not, and it's probably not gonna work, I have to use, like, this thread unsticker tool, so I have purchased the thread unsticker tool from the Singer Sewing Machine website with the nice man with the video, and it cost hundred and three dollars for this single little tool to take one piece of thread out of my sewing machine. So anyway.
0: This week we read Animorphs Volume 18, The Decision Which has Axe Morphic into a Mosquito on the cover.
1: Which is very scary.
0: This was the first book that we've read in a while where we didn't get a spruit.
2: And this feels like a very appropriate juncture for a spruit. <laughs> anyway, sorry, what was that airso?
1: I think it's because Axe doesn't think of things in the same way as humans, so like he doesn't have like a sort of list of stock sound effects constantly at his disposal. <laughs> like I don't, I, I hesitate to assume what. Uh, Excuse Andalai me, Television Prince Jake. Is what like.
2: is this Wilhelm scream you speak of? Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> if I were gonna have
2: somebody
0: who was interested in reading the Animorphs journals, not for like the historical stuff, but just for like the the great pieces of literature that they. Are, uh, that they are. Uh, I absolutely would have them read like the second half of chapter one after Axe gets done with um, sort of describing the situation at hand. It's the funniest thing I've read in a really long time. <laughs> uh, he. uh
2: Oh, God. I was so much, so much <laughs> of embarrassment. Um, Axe, okay, Axe Attempts let's, of let's Capitalism. Not, let's let's not dive into it. Let's do the summary that we've been doing.
0: Oh, yeah. Good point. We should be, before we do that. Uh, but Axe Attempts of at Capitalism, it's so funny. Uh, let's hear that summary.
2: Like we said earlier, this is journal number 18, The Decision, which is narrated by Axe. So, yes, initially there is some funny goofs where Axe is vibing at the mall and eats a bunch of cinnamon buns um, and makes some terrible and <laughs> embarrassing social missteps. It's really cool. Um,
1: who's paying for Axe's medical bills? Hmm?
2: So then Marco figures out what's going on. Um, and then everyone meets up with Eric, and he tells them that the second in command of the Secret Service, uh, was- Hewlett
0: Aldershot III.
2: I was just gonna gloss over that. Um, was intentionally hit while crossing the street by Chapman's minivan, which I just feel like you could pick, like, a random car that doesn't belong to one of your high-ranking controllers, but whatever. Uh, so he was hospitalized after getting hit. No one knows where he is. A bunch of the staff at the hospital as controllers so they go in and investigate and they find out that um, they are planning to infest uh, the secret service guy um, and that as a backup plan viscer three is also willing to acquire the secret service guy to then infest his superior his boss um the anamorphs think that they may have been spotted and then sure enough viscer three flies out as a cafet, which is a bird from the Andalite homeworld, and shadowing? yeah, kinda, I guess. So then they talk and talk about like fighting and Axe and Visor Three are like brah at each other. They have a
0: showdown on top of McDonald's.
2: Yeah, I was trying to, you know, sort of <laughs> say this quickly. I know, but it's but, so good. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. So yeah, then they regroup. They talk about the plan. Blah blah blah. blah. And they figure maybe what if they ac- they acquire. The secret service guy and morph him because then they could in his form talk about like they would be much more believable being like blah there's aliens so they s- decide to see if they can do it by just like sucking his blood as mosquitoes when they morph mosquitoes their excess mass goes into z space and the one in a million chance happens that it is struck their excess mass is just blobs of anamorph hanging out in z space are struck by an Andalite ship, the Ascalon, and then they sort of rubber band into z-space and are brought on board. The ship is heading to the homeworld of the Lyrans, who we briefly met earlier. Um, Axe immediately starts like listening to and obeying the Andalites on the ship instead of the other Animorphs. And the humans are sort of told, you know, Oh dearie, go sit in a corner while the grown-ups take care of it. The captain turns out to be a traitor. Uh, luckily the Animorphs are, like, smart about this kind of stuff by now, so they were already hiding in the room, um, instead of waiting where they were told to wait. So then they all leave, and the ship, the tactical officer, initiates the self-destruct sequence for the ship so that the Yerks won't take it. The Animorphs try to go find friendly Andalites. Tobias disappears out of nowhere, and then Rachel disappears out of nowhere, and then the rest of them find the Lyrans, um, acquire the Lyrans, infiltrate stuff go talk to the andalites and the andalites say that they have planted a bomb to explode the entire continent because the lyrans are amphibious they're happy hanging out in water they don't actually need the continent and it'll like get rid of the year because i don't remember i read this like a few months ago the andalites also say that the reason the other animorphs are disappearing is because they're being like snapped back snapped back to either earth or z space So they say, yes, we'll deactivate the bomb, and then Marco disappears. They go to try and activate the bomb, or they, yes, they volunteer to activate the bomb, and then Marco disappears. They go and try to do that. They meet a Liren controller who tells the Yurks about the bomb because it reads their minds. Uh, Jake disappears. Axe activates the bomb, and then he disappears right after he activates the bomb. The bomb goes off. All the Animorphs end up back in the hospital. And the Secret Service guy wakes up, and he's, like, ready to be infested, and the anamorphs anim- just leave, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they just leave.
2: I mean, they've been through a lot. Uh,
0: okay, so wait, where do we start now?
2: I don't know, wherever
0: you want. First couple pages, Axe attempts to get a job at the Cinnabud so that he... <laughs> I will work for Money. M- money. M- money. I require a money so that I may exchange it for the delicious cinnamon buns.
1: He's just... Yeah. He, Axe is, for the first time, truly tempted by capitalism. Axe
0: is a delicious cinnamon bun. He doesn't understand the concept of clearing the tables. I mean, to be fair, I'm uh, coming But
1: from. we haven't finished these.
0: He, att- he attempts to... Good. He attempts to clear the tables of two people who have just sat then down with perish. cinnamon buns. <laughs> <laughs> I am clear to the tables," he says. While well, he's got a mouthful of cinnamon bud that he's just stolen from two people, it's so good, <laughs> it's so good. He eats so many cinnamon buns that they have to call paramedics because he's overstuffed himself. Oh
1: God! This is
0: like these. This passage is just like. It's just gold. I feel like this is this is the passage I would recommend to somebody who was just in it for entertainment.
1: I feel like in addition to being great and excellent and hilarious, this is also pretty accurate to how other... Like, this is not really an exaggeration. I'm pretty sure this is historically just how it happened because, at least as far as I know, from the Andalites that I know, this is, like, they're just like, yeah, it's, like, intoxicating. Like, imagine if you, like... Had never had sight before, and then you just were able to see this is how we have all acted around a food that yeah. we really like.
2: You know, the rain is gone, and you can see clearly now. Which you can ma- see all the obstacles in your way.
0: Which makes me wonder why the Animorphs have not devised a cinnamon bun-centric plan for taking down Vistar 3 yet.
2: Maybe he's already <laughs> spent so much time eating stuff on Earth in a variety of forms that it's kind of lost its appeal. I guess
0: we don't know how long it's been for him, but, like, I don't think he's been to the mall to eat a cinnamon bun. Like, there's no reason for him to be out and about doing that.
2: Well, you Mm -hmm. know what? What I don't think think he has
0: leisure time. Does he have his leisure time? I don't know.
2: He's evil. He can do whatever he wants. But I think what actually might work better is if you really want to incapacitate him even better than, like, cinnamon buns would be something that tastes very strong and very bad
0: but also i just love i don't know i love to see him just go crazy over a cinnamon bun
1: i love to also go crazy over a cinnamon bun from time uh my least favorite line in this entire book is on page nine although i have a paper copy so
2: yeah real helpful air so uh
1: just the beginning of chapter two basically my least favorite line is rachel is a female
0: Okay. A little bit prescriptive of you, isn't that, Axa Milly still?
2: Well, to be fair, Axa Milly still is a straight, heterosexual, cisgender male man.
1: And we, we can see this because he is attracted to Rachel only when he is Philip. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. This feels uh, like an editorial thing. It's just so, like, weird and
2: thrown. It's very
0: Ferengi of him females. I was gonna say, he doesn't it's, say it it's, it's for very,
2: Cassie. like, Reddit trill-wee incel of him.
1: What does that even mean?
0: (laughs) I don't know what those words mean. Good. They meet up with Eric the Chi, who's really cool. Eric the Chi and Tobias have a little bit of banter being like, oh, I have some of my fellow Chi friends hidden in the woods, and Tobias is like, I can see them anyway, checkmate.
2: (laughs) This really reminded me of this great book series I love. There are six books. Um, They're from, I think, like 80 years ago or something called The Steerswoman Books. Absolute. Bangers, they are so good. And there's this whole like really interesting elaborate sort of ritual in this one culture of these uh, people who like live in this very dangerous prairie area where uh, when you meet up with someone from like another tribe or another group who you're not familiar with, you're generally patrolling with other people, um, like with other people from your tribe And so when you meet up with someone else you tell and they they operate on like the uh, numerals of a clock you know like at your three o'clock or whatever so you tell you start out exchanging information about where your sentries are so you'll say like one at three and then they have to tell you that they've got like two at seven or whatever and it's (laughs) really cool it's like very well done in the books it's very interesting anyway
0: I mean, the fact that what happens at the end is that they kind of just leave does make me think about the fact that this was an important enough thing that Eric the Chief took yeah. a little bit of time out of his schedule to go and tell his Animorph buddies that it was happening, and I don't- I still don't know if it's resolved or
1: not at the end. Also, hewlett Aldershot the Third. Oh my god, are they trying to one-up themselves by having Arnold Schwarzenegger in the last book? <laughs> I
0: mean, I think they're both real people.
2: I mean, the hewlett Aldershot one may be, like, an alias- I don't recognize the name off the top of my head. Wouldn't
1: that be a plot twist for real life if Arnold Schwarzenegger's name was just an alias? <laughs> and his real name is just, like, John Ham or something?
2: John <laughs> Ham.
0: I think I want to talk about... Uh, Axe has this whole sort of, like, crisis where Visor 3 morphs a cuffy bird to kind of try to do, like, a little dogfight situation with him because he's, he's suspicious of all these seagulls. Axe is like, oh my god, he's been on the Andalite homeworld. My my home, the home of my people has been Sabbath. Like, uh, He's got
2: it, an Andalite body. Is it possible
0: that maybe... Uh, is it Aloran is the name of the guy? Yeah,
2: Aloran. Is it
0: possible that Aloran already had a caffe
1: bird morph? Like, is that not...
2: I think like a lot of Andalites start out morphing by acquiring caffeine or something.
1: Yeah, that is true. Actually, I I didn't even consider that, but that's a good. Point. But Ax really freaks out about it, it.
2: Came pre-installed. It was like the starter pack when he took <laughs> over the body.
1: What's the if you had the morphing technology? What would be the um? What would be the morph that w- that came pre-installed on your system?
2: My dog Annie. I was gonna say dog probably. Uh, Annie.
1: Yeah, I mean I think he was just doing it to scare them. I I, I think this is one of those things that maybe Ax just like conflated the fact that captain Samlin betrayed him like retrospectively i mean obviously it still scared him
2: but i also i feel like ax often has this kind of perception that especially this early on that the andalites as a whole are are pure and untouched he has this very idealized you know, when they come and save us, it'll all be fine. Or like, when I go back, mm-hmm. it'll all be fine. And it's sort of, if anything happens to tarnish that image, I think it really messes with a lot of his coping skills and with a lot of his image of like, what will happen theoretically after the war.
0: I mean, this is what happens when you grow up on authoritarian propaganda, you have that idealized image of the motherland, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. We see that really clearly as like a an element that have access Ax- to deal with here axe
0: has an exciting moment for him so even as he's like freaking out and even as he's like oh no I, uh, I, uh, he's been, been on the animal like home world oh no he squares off with viscer 3 and I guess the animorphs are kind of like flying around in bird morph, like a- acting as support. No, 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 but they're,
2: they're all standing in a circle, chanting, "Fight, fight, 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 fight!" fight, fight. fight, fight. Yeah, the aren't school. they hiding?
0: But he squares off with Vistor Three. He goes tail to tail with Vistor Three, and Vistor Three blinks. And by blink, I mean he jumps off the roof of a McDonald's into a dumpster. This is a huge moral victory.
1: Seeing Vistor Three where he finally belongs in the <laughs> cottage is. Um, good for morale. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh,
0: with this, Axe's skin is clear and his crops are watered. Is it possible that Visser Three just hasn't fought an Andalite in his Andalite body in long enough that he just doesn't remember how to do it? Because, like...
1: Honestly, yeah. I honestly think it was it was because he figures he can probably take down Axe Amelia Scarathus, still in one-on-one combat mm-hmm. using Aloran's... muscle memory. Memory, yeah. But he knows that the other Andalites are nearby, and... Because
2: he thinks that the
1: quote unquote Andalites, yeah, he thinks that the other Andalite bandits are nearby and
0: bandalites.
2: Why? Why does he? Yeah. Why does he never just shorten it to bandalites? Honestly, because he's not. He doesn't
0: have the sort of like pithy nickname brain that Marco does.
2: Okay, then why doesn't Eva shorten it to bandalite? Why weren't these you the Why
0: weren't probably, these the bandalite journals?
1: They probably couldn't
2: put the that in
1: because there is a band called bandalite. Oh,
0: really? That's oh, true. And okay.
2: it, it sprung up pretty quickly after the year war, so like unless you were publishing like right after the year war, it was already copy- copyrighted by the band.
1: Mm. They're pretty good. I don't know if you guys have ever heard really? Of
2: them. Really? I don't know. I feel like they're a little old-fashioned cuz they're from so long ago. I like I, I like old-fashioned. music. Really. Yeah.
0: I got to know where your influences come from. It's fun to see Visor 3 just turn tail and run.
2: Feels good, feels organic.
0: Feels good, feels organic, but still racks accidentally Escurity Steel with uh, some amount of consternation.
2: That boy is frequently consternated.
1: I was consternated last night. <laughs> I can't... I
2: Yeah, my nose was pretty consternated this morning when Can I woke Because we... I did a bunch of cleaning yesterday, and I snu- like sort of snorted a bunch of dust, Aww. so I was pretty consternated.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I went to church last Sunday, and I was I was consternated under the name of the lord.
0: (laughs) Okay, I objected initially, but that was very funny, actually. (laughs) The anamorphs cannot tell the difference between a male mosquito and a female mosquito, which, as someone who grew up in the country, is wild to me because they look very different.
2: Oh, do they really? I grew up in the country and I just don't care.
0: Male mosquitoes are like trying to think of like a size reference male mosquitoes are like they have like the like the foot span of like the top of a jelly jar
2: are you sure you're not talking about crane flies yeah they're like that Um, are are
1: you thinking of mayflies no
0: like male mosquitoes are like that big they they kind of flitter around they don't drink human blood but like they look very different they are not the same i hate mosquitoes
2: or if you're in a cartoon, the way you can tell the difference between male and female mosquitoes is that one looks like a mosquito and the other one has the bow in her hair.
0: This is true. Uh usually also eyelashes. Um
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can't forget the eyelashes.
0: Axe pretends to defect to the Yerk side for like for like ten seconds. Uh end of chapter eight, beginning of chapter nine. He says, "I wish to defect. I am interested in joining the Irks. I would like to become a controller. Oh, yeah. Do you have any information on membership? Is there a fee?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's been hanging out way too much with Marco. He has. It's true. Because that—that that is 100% a hundred percent of Marcoism, right there. Mm-hmm. I love it when people—he's getting, he's
1: getting better at that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and also, I think Tobias, as we've discussed before, Tobias is the—the the master of sarcasm. So, um, I think it's also because yes. he and Tobias are hanging out in the woods all the time, being bros.
1: We have Rachel with the cruel chakram of her wit, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Tobias, master of sarcasm, Marco, the jokey McJokester, Jake, who's the mom friend, Axe, who is perfect at mimicking
2: humans. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think, like, a lot of times Cassie is, like, the straight man comedically, but often I think she's doing it intentionally.
1: Yes, I agree. Definitely.
2: <laughs> Speaking as someone who does that intentionally sometimes, and like sets up other people to make jokes.
1: Can't really. I'm never straight intentionally.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
0: the uh, so the animorphs get into Horatio Balderdash the room. They morph their mosquitoes, <laughs> and then suddenly they're not in Horatio Balderdash's room.
1: We can get into conspiracy theories, but
2: I don't know. I'm actually kind of willing to buy this one.
0: Thank you, God. I love it when people just want to talk about the text. Uh, Sorry, but oh no, no, wait. But do you have conspiracy theories? I do want to hear those. I like them.
1: No, I mean, I just think that like it just seems like such a coincidence to be like, oh, we were like snapped through Z Space in a our second like extremely intense weird scientific phenomenon that like we only we have experienced, and this just like happens because hmm? there's no real reason given. I think
2: may have been one or two other relatively credible instances of this happening to people unrelated to the Animorphs. Um, I would have to like look it up to double check and my hands are full of sewing right now. But it is like a a semi-believable phenomenon. There have been papers and stuff.
1: Also the fact that they don't just die in Z-Space and that they're come across, like uh, a, a band of Andalites come across them and transport them to like the most crucial point in the the galaxy for, like, you know, the fight against the Yurks. Either if the Elemist is real, this is his doing... Or... (laughs) Or this is just, like, kind of a cute excuse. So,
0: wait, Erso, are you suggesting that the Animorphs are taking credit for something that they actually had no part in?
1: Um, Because there's no
0: possible way outside of this crazy freak accident that they could have been in Leer in space.
1: I'm not necessarily saying that. Uh, I'm sure... I feel like there could, like, they could they could take a bug fire to, to Lyra, right? Could they?
2: I'm kind of convincing me.
1: I mean... I feel
2: like they could. I feel like they could have stolen one and taken they it. They couldn't
0: get it. one to Washington, D.C.
2: They learned from their mistakes? Uh, I don't know.
0: The The two things that make me think that this actually happened are, one, this happens at a really inconvenient time for them.
2: That's true. Like, yeah.
0: they they don't manage, they do it, like, it happens in the middle of a mission, they don't manage to get their stuff done, and I feel like if they had meant to do it, it probably would have made more sense to just be like, okay, and then we went and stole a bug fighter and did this. Uh, the second thing is that Axe's description of non-Euclidean multidimensional space is actually really accurate, given what I know about... Where is that? The spot where he's... Chapter was, like,
1: 11. Viewing the inside and outside of oh, the room yeah, yeah. at the same time. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: He turns his stock eyes in every direction. I saw my own body inside and out, an N-dimensional jigsaw puzzle, twisted so I could see inside my own body. That is, like, if you've got... An object that exists in more than three dimensions, if you pass it through a three-dimensional thing, you can't see the inside of it.
2: Horrifying. I'll take your word for it.
0: And, like...
1: I've never seen it myself, but that's what the scientists say.
0: Yeah, it's just a geometrical thing. Like, you could look up, like, little videos of, like, polygons and stuff going through areas. Uh, either that or they look bigger you, bigger or smaller, but usually I think it's kind of if you can
1: see the inside. It's funny that you bring up Euclid, because <laughs> Euclid becomes a named character later in the series they Are meet Euclid You'll have to read to find they out. They meet but.
0: Euclid. Whoa, oh, oh, man! Wow. I,
1: I say character no and not historical figures is. specifically. <laughs> I Wait, have no what? Idea of
2: this whatsoever. So, <laughs> is this in one of the supplemental books or is this in the main journals?
1: No, it's in the main journals.
0: Er, so this gives me more. This leads me more towards your theory of what they're talking about here. Maybe didn't happen the way that they're saying it is because very convenient that they did just go to Lyra at exactly the time that ne- they needed to be there. Also very weird that they talked to Euclid and probably introduced a whole bunch of crazy ideas into that guy's oh, head that okay. that influenced our I culture and civilization.
2: And I now I know what she's talking about. She's messing with us. Oh, okay. <laughs> sort of. It's not Euclid Euclid.
0: Is it just someone named Euclid? Yeah. Okay, great. Wow. Anyway air so (laughs) they beam aboard the the antelite ship axe sort of has to spill the beans to the tactical officer and the captain of the ship
1: i'm sure he would question your usage of that phrase where are the
0: beans that have been spilled
2: (laughs) why'd you have to spill the beans
0: why'd you (laughs) spill your beans axe
2: thank you that was a much (laughs) better impression than mine
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rachel asks hard. if Ascalon is a new Salad Greed. I, I think that's funny.
2: <laughs> that was <laughs> hilarious. That was very good. It made me think of endives. Endives
0: I, uh, I guess my next sort of, like, question that I wrote down is, like, what possibly could be in it for Captain Samulain? What could possibly be in it for... This one Andalite, who's not a controller, to betray his entire civilization and join the Yerkes. So, yeah, I just don't see what uh, the captain has to gain considering he's acting of his own accord. like
2: a or something.
0: I don't you know, but he's he's too bought into the structure. Uh, like, well,
2: but like, Axe is already sort of breaking loose of the structure. Yeah, but he's Axe really isn't a trained is military
0: veteran, though. Yet. He's not well, like.
2: Yeah, but he was raised that way. But... <laughs> I
1: mean, doesn't he have uh, just like the glory of the York Empire? To gain i mean he's like
0: he's already in the andalite empire and they're like oh no the eric empire stinks come and check out our <laughs> empire it's so much cooler <laughs> our empire
2: guess... is so much cooler it's
0: no so much cooler so no yurks allowed so in our empire uh,
1: the only thing that doesn't make sense to me about why he does this is like if you have an andalite host body why would you not also want to become like a viscer because that's what viscer three did and i don't know
2: well, but he's not a controller. He's just some dude. He does
0: mention Viscer 4. Maybe he's working for Viscer 4? Why would he be working for Viscer 4, though? Like,
2: I don't. No, I mean, me... the Yerks are also xenophobic. They're not going to let some random andalite.
0: Oh, you're from that up. empire? You stink.
1: Right. right. No, but he is He is a, a controller. What?
0: No, I don't think
2: so. No, it's sa- it's... Doesn't it say. Wait, now I have to go look back at it. <laughs>
1: Am I crazy? Wait, I mean, maybe, but
2: like, that's not necessarily related to the. I Zero's
1: Zero's kindness...
2: Where do they run into him? I'm looking through the documents. Priests do not attempt
0: to move.
1: It will all be over in a moment, and you will all be guests of the Yurk Empire. Bum, 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 then chapter 15. I stood there like my hooves had been nailed to the deck. It was impossible. An Andalite ship's captain a traitor? Or was he a controller? No one moved. The computer guided the Ascalon down, down to uh, sweep slowly forward, just a few hundred feet above the rocky ground. Is there like a error in the? Maybe.
0: Well, I don't. I don't see a bit where they explicitly say he's a controller. I mean, I guess his body gets vaporized by. A shredder like he, he blast, could so we a don't know.
2: But I was reading it. Well they as...
1: don't kill him with a shredder, though. <laughs> they just like what? it's like one of the people on the on the deck. The weapon flew from his hand and skidded across the deck. It was the captain and I tail to tail. We faced each other, each quivering with energy and focus. There was a sickening slash and the captain fell to the deck. And then they like talk about the gray slug coming out and X steps on it. Or no, T. O. Harlan steps on it even though he's like dying. I don't
0: have that in my version.
2: Yeah, I mean weird, I think I've mentioned this before, I have like weirdly poor reading comprehension, so maybe I'm just missing it. No, you're not. Bottom bottom
0: of the first page of chapter 15. T.O. Harlan, he had up the fallen shredder and fired. The captain sizzled, looked horrified, then disappeared. So it says something I different really in your book.
2: The usage of the word sizzled there. God.
1: <laughs> also looked horrified. Like what a comedic pause. <laughs> for, like, this is like some some dying.
2: real wily coyote hours. Yeah.
0: Wait, so in you your book person it, it person. in your book he dies cuz an antelope kills him with a tail blade.
2: Mhm.
0: And huh. a yurt comes out of his head.
1: Him and Ax are squaring off. And then Axe is, like, flashing back to the scene with Visor 3, and then he, like, flashes back to reality, and and someone strikes out from, like, the side, and I, I just don't understand, like, uh, this is very frustrating. I, I don't, like...
0: I guess you must have, like, a different printing or something. Yeah,
2: I um, mean, because we've yeah. talked about this before, there are so many different versions. Um, one of them just must have been, like, corrected or changed. Huh. By someone with an agenda, clearly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've suggested a lot of crazy stuff
2: in these discussions. So who
1: knows?
0: So, which is more plausible: uh, the, the fact that the captain's a controller, or that they entered non-Euclidean space and in see inside their own bodies?
1: <laughs> uh, I just didn't even think that this was something that needed to be like. It felt really obvious that he was a controller. Well, I don't know. Um, huh. Anyways. anyways. I'll, like, take a screenshot. Or, take a screenshot of my... I'll take a screenshot screenshot of my my text-print-paper-book. I'll take a
2: screenshot of my life.
1: (laughs) Oh, God.
0: Anyway, the the captain of the ship just kind of destroys the ship. uh, Or, well, I mean, he gets killed, but... Starts attacking people on the bridge, which is also not a great way... Like, you could... I don't know.
1: This is pretty horrifying. He doesn't just start attacking people on the bridge. He lops off the tail of the T.O., pretty awful
2: um context that we will find out much later for this is that i mean this is like somewhat in the text but context that we will find out later is that this is an extremely serious injury that to andalites basically means you're not like a person anymore
1: which is messed up and like very andalites have been pretty outspoken about because it's extremely ableist but like it's just very i mean it's like losing like your hands you know yeah it's grotesque as a structure within their society it's grotesque but also like because the way that they like treat people with no tails is like just completely different yeah
0: and i think probably reinforces uh the tactical officers uh teo sort yeah. of like idea to Absolutely. sort of go down with the ship considering the hopelessness of their situation is like well uh, i'm never going back you know right <coughs>
2: uses fax machines, but call, you'll hear the noise. Statues left by ancient Greeks, the perfect cheeks of goddesses and boys.
0: Piled in the closet, broken toys. They managed to escape from the Ascaline before it explodes. They are just trying to get out of there as fast as they can. Tobias snaps back to reality, oops, there goes gravity, and nobody really <laughs> knows why, and they're terrified about that. Uh, I feel like they should have picked up on what we heard earlier about there being, because like, Axe was right in front of that science officer and probably should have been like, oh, that's probably what's going on here, but... I don't know. Uh, the Lyrans seem to be very comfortable, like, very fast and very loose with, like, the biodiversity on their planet. Yeah, you know, At this yeah. time, at least with, with the bright holes and the destruction of their the whole surface of their continent, which still just blows my mind. I can't, I can't. It
2: blows your mind just like they blew the
0: continent up. You can't just blow up a continent! You can't do that! Talk about war crimes! True, good point. I, I don't know um ultimately it becomes well, is necessary it though. A
2: crime if it's like their continent and they all consented to blowing it It's up. my continent. I'll blow it up if I want to. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I, how do you blow up an entire continent? That I don't With think great that that I enthusiasm. I think they have just I sort of
0: they just blow up the surface of it, right? They just like yeah, total the surface of the continent
1: everyone that's on it. Oh my god, I have a cr- Okay, this is not related to anything about the anamorphs. I have a story because I hung out with my mother. Um, <laughs> so it's about California. She said she was in LA one time visiting, oh, and she was what's that? Yeah, she was watching a movie being filmed, and there was this like semi-famous actor that she was just like watching from the sidelines. He, the actor, stopped filming. He stopped production because he was like this. By this bystander is distracting me because her gaze is too intense. <laughs> What?! Wow.
2: Actors are such divas. I say this, like, as someone who does act sometimes. Actors are ridiculous. Yeah, that's insane. I've never anything like that. Actors deserve rights.
0: <laughs> yeah, you might want to get in touch with SAG and be like, uh, hey, I'd like to file a complaint. Uh, actors should never <laughs> rights.
2: We are the intensest gays, because we're the ones who keep showing up to the class discussions.
1: Indeed. Well, we did have someone else show up yeah. last week, so that was cool.
2: We missed you, Parker, but we have a new friend now, in addition to, not instead of.
1: Instead of... They morph into tiger sharks. Yo,
0: they've removed the yurks from some lyrans by just biting the backs of their heads off.
2: Oh god, that freaked me
0: out. And the lyrans are like, yes, thank you, I'm free! Oh, don't worry about the fact that the back of my head is this thing, I'll regrow that. I'm like, yo, that's
1: pretty cool. I've never met a lyran, but I love the characterization of them here. They're just so, just like, cheery and happy. Whereas before, we've only ever seen them as controllers, and they're always like, so (laughs) mean and like cruel towards the animorphs but they're so sort of just like ah, oh, thank you and then they like swim away and they're like okay and they're like bright y-
2: anyway i know parker wants to be a horkbajir um i would like to be a liran because i too am amphibious and chill well no i'm not chill i would like to be amphibious and chill and i would also like to be able to regrow injured parts of my body
1: okay <laughs> i would want to just be an andalite probably or a
2: dog. <laughs>
1: I want to have a cool tail or, you know, be a dog. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, one thing I was actually thinking about the other day was like, as much as we all joke about wanting to be dogs, if you were like Nothlet as a dog, you wouldn't live very well.
1: But it would be worth it, you know? You just have such an exciting, amazing, happy life.
2: Yeah. Oh, and if you ever really want to like emotionally torture yourself, um, look up Red-Tailed Hawk Lifespan.
1: I think I'm not
0: going to do that.
1: <laughs> I let's move on.
2: I like.
0: I mean, yeah. No, I can. I can see getting stuck as a as a dog, though. Like, because I mean, yeah. It's about the. It's about quality, not quantity. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, Marco does a good. This isn't really a Marco's masculinity corner. This is a Marco comrade corner. And his name is John C. <laughs> So, Axe initially, while he's on the Andalite ship, is listening to the captain, and the captain has a thing. This is another thing that makes it hard for me to believe that the captain is, like, committing a worthwhile degree of treason here with the whole defecting thing. The captain keeps up- emphasizing A worthwhile
2: degree of treason, a
0: worthwhile degree of treason <laughs> is the new uh, Jim Butcher novel that just came out. <laughs>
2: That man cannot write to save his life. I mean,
0: he's been killed and v- resurrected so many times. Uh, anyway, um. <laughs>
2: I, there is nothing about Harry Dresden that should appeal to that many women of that varied taste. Nothing. That man does not have enough sex appeal to explain anything that happens in
0: So Axe is sort of really bummed out by the fact that the captain of that Andalite ship keeps talking about how uh like different species can't work together and you need to stick with your Andalite friends. Uh you need to You need to pick your real friends, Axe. But when the rest of them are in Shark Morph and they rescue some Lyrids and kill a bunch of Yerks by just like, oh man, ah, oh, again, it's so, still so cool. Um, the Lyrids uh <laughs> the-
2: the <laughs> do, 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 do it. Okay, continue. I want
0: to get to my Marco Cabrad corner. I feel like, no, there's got to be a better name for it. I can't think of a word related to communism that begins with M.
2: Marxism? Marco's Marxism corner.
0: Marco's Marxism corner. That's You
1: really couldn't think of a... <laughs>
2: Oh uh, yeah, my name's Parker and I can't think of a word that's related to communism that starts with an M.
0: The Lyrans are like, when sky meet, or, where sky meets sea and light, human, and lyrid are joined as allies. Each with our weaknesses, each with our strengths. Uh, basically, that that is all to say that Marco busts out the line, free people who get together to defend freedom are never weak, which I love. Aww.
1: That is such a raw line, honestly. It's such a
0: good line. It acts as like, it was Marco who said that. Maybe you can see why, despite all their strangeness, I like human
2: like Aww. He'd
0: be the best he, that he could be under extremely stressful circumstances and um, right,
1: it would be interesting to do like a map I, I've done this for like fiction as well a map of like all the characters and like their strengths and weaknesses and how they like match up and like, hmm. connect and stuff that could be cool and cause like the best like the best and worst of each individual yeah
2: yeah it's often like your best trait is also your worst trait and that's my answer in job interviews you know If anyone in job interviews asks, like, what's your weakness? Mm -hmm.
1: Just in case you're listening, Professor Cassandra Kelly, viable candidate for every position. Please,
2: someone hire me. I have one part-time job that's extremely part-time, and I got furloughed from my other one.
0: Pandemic is a word I can't say on television. Uh, I'm, that's just about, I don't know, I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, This is just a wild one. Uh,
2: Marco's really on the, like, victor hugo level with this quote like it really felt like i was reading lame is again when yeah. Mark was talking about that
1: i think if i end up traveling off world at some point um i would go to Lyra. because despite not really being a fan of the oceans on earth this sounds more incredible than anything on this planet
2: <laughs> i don't know new san diego is pretty nice
1: i like i said i've never been to the west coast
0: uh anyway they snap back to reality and mr balderdash is conscious once again and uh uh and then they eat cinnamon buns and it's great
1: oh cinnamon buns are, is the <laughs> the moral point of this entire series it's the there's a better way of don't buns. worry be happy
0: Eat cinnamon buns Next week we are reading Animorphs Volume Nineteen. Live, laugh,
1: love, eat cinnamon. Yes, Mm,
2: I like that. Uh, Next, wait, isn't that just eat, pray, love?
1: Eat, pray, love. Well, my mom actually has that. I didn't.
0: In the anime,
2: Princess
0: Tutu. Next week we're reading Animorphs Volume Nineteen, The Departure. It's got Cassie on the cover. Uh, She's turning into a butterfly. Uh, Based on
1: this is the one. This is the. This
0: is my
2: time has come. This is the point of (laughs) departure between. It is my year, Capologist world, and you're all just living in it.
0: It looks like we get some, just based on the digital document I have here, it looks like at the end of the book we get some flashing back and forth between Jake and Cassie's perspective, which is interesting.
2: Oh, yes, we this certainly is... do. Cassie's a little busy right now. She can't come to the phone. She's all tied up.
1: I... I want to be tied up. Oh, also, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I just wanted to be consistent in my uh, frustrations Cassie,
2: yet again, suggests that they go
1: insects.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right! She's like, oh, let's, what is it? What is it with you, guys? What is her problem? She does has she a compulsion. She does really want just... to be an entomologist?
1: I think she's just reliving trauma.
2: What trauma?
1: Ant morph? Well, they all oh, have the trauma with morphing true. insects.
0: Uh, Yeah. Uh, thanks you all for joining me and giving me the opportunity to yell about stuff while I'm in recovery from running a lot.
2: Oh, Parker! also sweating. Also, I know I mentioned this earlier, but Parker, are you happy that we finally have some of the physics of morphine explained, if you believe this book?
0: Yeah, I dig it. It's cool.
2: Yay! I've I've been, like, waiting for us to get to this this journal specifically, because I know you kept being like, but where does the mask go? Where
0: does it go? Uh, yeah, I z space as a big white void is very silly to me but the fact that they get to experience it in sort of like non-euclidean geometry and that they get to actually kind of see that with you know their eyes is pretty rad uh it's less rad that they are dying as they do so um
2: <laughs> me about many things this is rad but it's less rad that i'm dying while it happens <laughs> oh
1: god i was just so excited to read another journal. yeah I love him so much. Okay, thank you, Professor Bradley. Hey,
0: we're narrowing in on the last couple of uh, books before the semester ends.
1: I know. No. Uh, I hope we have time to like record properly but with, while also doing exams. Oh, my God.
0: I forgot about exams.
1: <laughs> How could you forget?
0: Cool. Anyway, Well, it's so all right. So
1: talk to you guys next week. Yeah, talk Stay to you safe. next week.
0: Stay safe. Stay
2: safe, I say, while sirens go past me. Bye. The Morph Report is now on Patreon. We care a lot about accessibility and we want to provide transcripts for our podcast. However, we are not able to keep up with the transcripts ourselves for much the same reason that we care about accessibility in the first place. To help offset these costs, we have introduced two preliminary tiers on Patreon at a $2 and $5 level, and we are working on more. If you're interested in supporting us so that we can transcribe our episodes, and also, so that we can pay for our hosting fees on Pinecast, please look us up or follow the link in the episode description or on Twitter. Thank you. Stay safe.
0: Thanks to Noelle Micarelli for the use of their songs Comic Book Girl, off the EP field notes from another place, and Complicated Spoon. You can find more of their music at noelmicarelli.bandcamp.com. The Morph Report is hosted by Marina Malucci, Scrivener Lamb, and Blythe. You can follow us on Twitter at MorphReport. If you have a question for the morphs, tweet at us, or send us an email, and we'll answer it on the show. Our email is themorphreport@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe.